You are listening to the Regenerative Paradox Podcast, hosted by the co-founders and owners of Paradox and Consulting, Ashley Sloan and Ariana Thornton-West. We are working towards achieving our vision of a world where being a strong steward of the environment, an investor in workforce and community, and a profitable business is no longer a paradox. Rather, the ability to operate with people, planet, and profit in mind is seen as resilient, smart business. We are so excited you're here. Now let's get to today's show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Regenerative Paradox podcast. We are currently re-releasing our business resiliency video series that we recorded last April in 2020. In these interviews, we had the opportunity to sit down virtually with business and community leaders to chat about their resiliency efforts and challenges, and they shared their top tips for resiliency with us. They are amazing interviews, and we couldn't be more excited to be sharing them again. As you listen, you might notice that it's a little bit different than what you're used to with our podcasts. There is some background music because they were videos, um, and the sound quality sometimes will peter in and out. So just Please uh, have some patience and some grace with us uh, because the content is exceptional. And then be sure to stick around after the interview where we share updates from the people that we interviewed and insight and additional uh, information. So we're really excited to share these with you and let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to our business resiliency series. I'm Ashley. And I'm Ariana. And we are very excited to be joined today by Tawana. How are you doing? Good. You know, I'm healthy. Um, I have a lot to be grateful for. Um, so I'm good. No complaints. That's wonderful. Um, to get us started, could you share with us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. I'm Tawana Nobles, a wife, mother, community member here in Pierce County. I'm currently the CEO of Tacoma Urban League, but prior to arriving here, I was an educator for a number of years. I think most importantly, because I know we'll be talking about resiliency, um, I am a woman who is resilient, a woman who has experienced um, many challenges in life and continues to persevere. Speaking of, of challenges, um, announced recently that I'm running for state senate, um, which is necessary in our community. Wonderful. And when you say resilient, what does resilient mean to you? So I'll start off by telling you what it doesn't mean to me. It doesn't mean not being honest about the challenges in front of me or others. It doesn't mean ignoring things. It, it means um, being present. It, it also doesn't mean that I just get over things or that I expect for others to just get over things. Um, what it means to me is I know I will be okay. It means that I have hope and that I know I am strong, that I get to be in touch with my feelings, my emotions. I get to be honest about like this day, this issue, this situation completely sucks. Um, but I know I will be able to move forward um, after this, that, that I'm sure of. That's beautiful. We've had um, right, a lot of different definitions of resiliency so far, so far, and I think it's really interesting how you started off with what it's not, because that can be one of the most powerful things for us, right? Like identifying what something is not to figure out what it is. So I really love that unique approach. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. 
Um, so, you, you know, you talked about like your your background a little bit. You wear a lot of different hats in our Tacoma community, like a lot. Like you <laughs> oh, are, do I? <laughs> do you share with us some of the ways that you've kind of seen resiliency demonstrated either just through people you work with, people you've seen, or through some of the people that you serve? Now is a very unique time because of the coronavirus pandemic. So I am seeing the community be resilient in a very unique way. And some of that is in the form of community leaders who have stepped up to provide, and, and leaders of all form, not just by title, right? But just community members who have determined that they can do something. Um, and they know that we will survive this and they just wanna step up and take action. Um, so I have been very encouraged by the number of people who have created solutions to real problems. I've been able to work with a lot of um, healthcare providers. They work in just different um, different industries, but um, it's important for them to get up and go to work. And so here at the Urban League, we're helping folks with transportation. So if they are an essential worker, we will use lift codes to help them to get to work since the bus routes have, uh, are reduced. And a lot of folks are just terrified of just utilizing public transportation, so trying to reduce their risk. Just having the, the courage and the willingness to contact us and ask for a resource, to me, those are the community members who are resilient. I can say like within my own circles and what I've seen, like it's been really beautiful seeing how like how resilient people have been through this um, and through that, like their compassion for others, like figure how do we figure it out together and be stronger because of that. And it's been such, especially uh, like in our Tacoma community, it's been such a wonderful thing to see and really inspiring. Last week you posted um, about some of Tacoma's black businesses really being in jeopardy. And so we wanted to ask, what are some of those things that we can do as a community to really support them. We're such a strong people, so we will survive this. But I'm also grateful that, that we're taking all of the precautions seriously and doing what we can too to step up and help others. But this will impact the Black community harder than a lot of folks in ways that we are familiar with, but because this pandemic is, is unique, um, also in some ways that we are, are, are not always thinking about. So it's important that the community is making sure that if they're supporting not just black businesses, but you know, black youth, black mothers, black families who are, who are pregnant, who need resources, that the community is just aware that the black community is disproportionately impacted on a normal day. And you add a crisis, you add a pandemic to that, and it falls on us heavier than a lot of other communities. So I think the community just needs to be aware and needs to try to be a great advocate. We need to be using our voice to say, like, we can't treat everyone in the same way. We need to think about equitable processes. So it's important right now that we are just keeping an eye on like where are the gaps and where do we need to communicate more information? How can we reserve a portion of these funds for um, communities of color? It's great that we're offering funding and we have these processes, but not if everyone can access it equally. Because that first come first serve is not benefiting our entire community. That benefits those in a know, those who are prepared, those who actually have someone in the financial office who can get the finances together. But if I gotta rock my baby and feed my family and then do the finances for this application, applications have been submitted by larger organizations, you know, more resource organizations. So the system, the process is broken. We have to change it so that we're making sure that we're thinking about everyone in our community. I think that that's really impactful and 
Thank you for sharing all those challenges. Um, I think it's really important that everybody understand what's going on um, and that awareness piece. Moving into the next and final question, um, what are your top two tips for building resiliency as a person, a community, or as a business? I think just remain hopeful, like, and I mean that. I, especially in the last year, have really given myself permission to be where I am. So it is okay to say like this, like, and I said this earlier, like this sucks, this hurts, this makes me feel sad or angry. Um, I don't think anything about being running a business or being a business owner means I have to mask how I feel that day, but I have to have a skill set um, and give myself some resources, some tools, a network to help me to move past that in a time that works for me so that I can be successful. And I think it's extra frustrating sometimes running an organization, like like leading an organization as a person of color, as a black person, and as a black woman, people expect for us to work magic. And I get it, because there is black girl magic. So I, I, I understand it, but I'm like, but are you gonna give me some money to do that? Are you gonna give us, you know, some staff capacity to do that? Like, you know, a sister would do what she can do. I'm not a miracle worker. So I think also making sure that I'm advocating for myself it may not exist now, but we will rebuild as a community. I honestly believe that. And I don't want folks who are running organizations that had to let people go um, to feel like they have failed. Our entire country is hurting and having to make very difficult decisions that none of us could have imagined just last month. Um, so I want people to hang in there and know that we will survive this. We will work together to figure out how we rebuild, but it will look very different. We're, we're in a point of flux and change right now as a community, and during those times of transition, they are the most difficult, but it's also when we're the most apt to shift our mindset and learn um, and be open to new things. And I think with you at the helm, really of anything that you're doing, I'm excited. Well, was there anything else you wanted to add? Because of this, now our state of Black Tacoma is virtual and free. we were charging like a ticket price when it was gonna be a luncheon just because the meals and, the, and everything are expensive. But um, now it's free. So our state of Black Tacoma, the COVID edition is May 7th at 11 a.m. I don't know if you had this plan before or if you too pivoted and said, you know, we need to be getting some advice out there, helping people to, to keep it together. There are folks who have things to share. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful that you too are figuring out what you can contribute during this difficult time and keep people lifted. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. So this conversation is one that, that is, again, a little bit different, not necessarily with a business owner, but someone who's making a huge impact in our community. As you heard in the episode, Tawana was announcing her run for state Senate and exciting update. She won. Yeah. <laughs> It's so exciting to see her be able to take that passion and that excitement that you heard in that conversation and be able to make change at a bigger level. Um, and so we're really excited to be able to kind of just follow what she's working on um, in her political pursuits, in our efforts to provide an update and a recap and a where things are at now with the Urban League. Um, it is, it's been really amazing to see how they have continued to pivot and support uh, their specific community and also the Tacoma community as a whole. They've done an excellent job of continuing to help 
folks apply for funding and grants and connect people with services. Getting resources as well, um, even things like Lyft, getting a ride so that you can make it to an interview, which is critical right now when folks are still struggling with uh, unemployment or not being able to make it to where they need to. And right, this is just another one of those organizations that really you know, feeds the soul of our community and makes sure that information gets out there to folks who need it, especially around the funding. And I'm sure as this year continues, we're only going to see more and more funding come out to stimulate our economy. And I'm so happy that they're doing this work where that information is going to get connected with folks who should be able to take advantage of it. 100%. And then I also think something that is important to note is that our conversation with Tawana happened before the protests and the Black Lives Matter movement and all of that. And since that had happened, uh, the Urban League has done an incredible job of working with businesses, organizations, and government entities to help with things like diversity training, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion trainings, and to helping create a path of anti-racism in our community. And so I think that's something that um, has really been inspiring and very needed. And because Tawana is now serving as a state senator, she announced that she will be leaving the Urban League in her position as president and CEO. And so they're currently still looking for their next best fit for that position. And they're continuing to do amazing things for our community. And so be sure to follow along with them and access their resources and help others access their resources. And that's it for today, friends. We hope you've been entertained, inspired, and empowered. If so, be sure to subscribe to the Regenerative Paradox podcast channel and leave us a five-star review. As always, the information provided in this podcast is intended for general education purposes only and not meant for specific business consulting advice. You can learn more about Paradox and Consulting by visiting us at paradoxandconsulting.com or by sending us a message at hello at paradoxandconsulting.com. New episodes air every Friday. We'll see you back then.